Welcome to Zenpod once again as we continue our conversation and journey with Nirmala Rajeshwar. In the first episode, Nirmala spoke about her gurus and their blessings, her baby the Nadarasa, the connection between music and spirituality, and she also broke into extempore veena playing with a kamas alapana piece. We also spoke about Purandara Dasa's composition and finally about Maitri, the music of friendship, her album that is making waves globally. Let's continue our conversation with Nirmala Rajeshwar. So two two questions here. One is how different has each place been from your perspective, from Nirmala's perspective, and the music and its acceptance. You, I, I, I can see that you have retained your brand of music. You are still very, very deeply into Carnatic music. So if I'm not wrong, you probably it probably occupies ninety percent of your mind space, uh, or maybe more. Uh, how has that been accepted in different parts, right? That's a very interesting question um, because my travels are what have given me insight into different things. But being the personality that I am, which is basically just follow the path that the universe is showing you, okay. I never stop to think, "Am I doing the right thing?" That was something that I always felt very strange after all these years. Yeah. yeah. I said, "Oh, when I married Raji, was in England." and i went from mylapore to you know london not even thinking about the fact that um what will i do will i be able to continue my music i had this blind faith that yeah. music had given its blessing on me in my life Brilliant. and i guess deep down i didn't really contemplate this deep down i just felt if i followed the path the universe is telling me to go on all will be well and that is how my whole life has been lived as just following the path that opportunities uh, that come and just taking them all without really thinking about what is in it for me i never thought about it like that i just said okay i've been asked to go to england i'm married to rajshekar who's working in london so i quit my job with the national institute of information technology delhi where i was oh, working okay you were at iit i was with an iit i was teaching and a little consulting and i, I quit that job and then went into to the uh, uk carrying my veena with me of course because that was the first thing that you know i thought about was how do i take the veena to the uk right. uh, raj was alarmed as was a marriage <laughs> of, uh, you know arranged by our parents he had no idea that i was such a you know he knew i was working for an it he knew i was a veena player but he didn't know how how crazy of a person i was and his first question to me was when he saw the veena and its packing he said on the flight uh, to london he said Ma, couldn't you have learned the flute? It's a lot easier. <laughs> and I am thinking to myself, I didn't barely knew Raj, <laughs> didn't know him at all, and I said, what is this man talking about flute now? I'm worried if that Vina is in the cargo coming safely with me. I mean, I was that was my thought. I love this. And, uh, the man had a root shock, you know, in his life. Then he realized that this big <laughs> box is going to travel. Not going to go away. You can quite imagine. It has. It had been a bigger just. meant for him and i must say mercifully again the universe gave me a person in my life who even though it was not a musician or didn't know much right. about what it involved right. was at least respectful enough to support it right. and say okay right. you know it might have been a, a survival instinct if i didn't let this woman do what she wanted maybe my <laughs> life is not going to be anything like i imagined it to be it could have been simply that but i have to say that uh, with my children coming into my life um my son was born by the time we were in zurich um he and his my sister my daughter have both taken to this and supported me right from the word go otherwise as a working mother 
yeah. living in different countries at different yes. phases in life. Yes. I don't think I could have kept it up. That's a question I get asked a lot. How did you work? How did you raise your children? Correct. How did you keep up with your music and run your school? Well, I didn't do any of it. The universe did it for me. And I truly, truly believe that blind faith that I was lucky to have been blessed with. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of luck involved. So many of us work so hard, but how many of, you, of us get to where we want to be? There is a lot of luck involved and luck I translate to blessing. Um, that is the blessing the universe gives you um, as part of life. And I have always found this. When I went to England, um, somebody asked me to uh, play at the BBC. Okay. Um, and I agreed to the recording. And then I asked them, because that's all I knew at that time. So who's going to play the Murdangam? They said, Murdangam, we don't have a player right now. Okay. Can you work with a tabla player? And I said, what? Tabla does not really go with the South Indian music. Okay. But I didn't say that to them. I thought that. I was 23 years old. Uh, I thought that. Then I said, but how does that work? How is there a way you can help me with this? They right. said, oh, this is an old gentleman, a Sardarji with the turban. Oh, okay. And he's a Sikh gentleman. He, he, why don't you connect with him? And I did connect with him and I found in him a very fatherly figure okay. who sat and worked me through how they count rhythm in Hindustani music. Oh, My nice. first exposure to collaboration really happened then. Nice. So you, you see, Venkiji, I never thought of it as a problem. Yeah. I thought, how can I solve it? I think that has been my... My motto deep down in me, when I was talking to my daughter about this a few days ago, I said, what is it that, uh, that, that makes me do what I do? And she said, mom, you just got this fire. You just got to be, she calls me, um, one of my friends used to call me an energizer bunny. And um, my daughter calls me squirmy ninny because she thinks I can't sit in one place for a while. It's a private joke, but of course, no longer private now that I've shared that with you. But she says, you just have this urge to keep doing something all the time. True, true. And I also believe that might be a character flaw, but that's who I am. Um, and uh, I just help, think that helps me go and see things maybe not so rosily, but I see them like that. I see every opportunity as an opportunity to take my vena and introduce people to Carnatic music. I see every opportunity I'm called to talk about music or anything as an opportunity to introduce Carnatic music. So I, like you say, my brain space and mind space is probably 90% or more filled with music. I think that's true for all musicians, all of us and artists. I, I think all of us just got this one single track mind. <laughs> you know, of oh, thinking about this one thing that is driving us. And when I lived in England, that is how I handled my first real challenge, if I may. And that recording is now there in the BBC's Library of World Artists. And that was one of the first things I did when I got to England. Then, of course, I performed and did other things and then moved to Switzerland, where my husband, we had a really hard time bringing my Veena back to India. It was, it was at that time, it was a real big challenge. So when we went to Switzerland in 91, I think it was, or 92, he said, please don't bring your best instrument because if something happens to it, then, you know, it's a problem. So let's go to Zurich and see how things are. And then maybe you can go back and bring I'm it. Back in, yeah. But as, as luck would have it, a very dear friend had his mother's Veena in Zurich. Oh, so you could play on that. And he said, Mimi, I have this Vina. They're not using Nobody's it. Would you it. like wow. it? And I didn't know that when I went to Zurich. Really? I went very honestly. 
with a lot of trepidation and a bit annoyed that I couldn't carry my veena. Right. But I had Neeraj, who was a few months old. So it was a time all consuming thing about right. my life right. that this young child was there. I was a new mother. I was going to a different country, right. early 90s, didn't know a thing of a word of German. Yes. So it was a bit of a, you know, but God sent me out of the universe, if you can call it, which is how I believe it, sent me this fantastic person who, uh, Arun Amritam, uh, who gave me his mother's veena. Actually, Rajan, he fixed it. It was all in parts and I kind of guided them. All the fretboard was all broken. and I kind of guided them a little bit. I didn't know that much, but I knew what I knew and they glued it together. And here I had a perfect veena. I played, Lovely. I was impaneled by the ICCR already by mm. then. So I played several concerts on behalf of the Indian government. Um, and on, on the on same veena? veena? Oh, wow. On wow. this veena. Wow. I found Muslim people in, in Switzerland that I had no clue about when I went to Switzerland. So therefore, I really like to think that mine has been a life of blessing. But the one thing I think I had in me is that sheer fierce persistence that I have to play. And I would not pass up a single opportunity that came. Um, when I landed in Zurich, I did let the Indian embassy know I have come and I'm from the IC and I have been impaneled. So immediately when you're impaneled by the ICCR, that opens a lot of doors. I was an A grade artist of All India Radio oh, already. Okay, okay. So that opens doors. You know, these things uh, that have happened in the past and also playing music since I was 13 professionally, uh, you know, also helped. But the main thing is that you have your heart in the right place. You have the attitude, a positive one. I think some things happen that just lead it to um, make, make it happen. I had even a German student who heard about my coming to, um, she was a piano teacher and she had a Vena and she wanted to learn. So she would come all the way from Winterthur, which is not exactly Zurich, it's another city. She would travel and come and learn Vena from me. And I had few other students in uh, Zurich also that a few others who studied. And my journey therefore never really had a break, if I, if I may. And I never felt a resistance to this music. Amen. Also, probably, as my daughter always points out, mom, you never looked for it. If you really yeah. looked, you would see that there was something. But somehow you bulldozed through that without even realizing it was there. I do realize, though, now, after many years of travel, that there might have been a resistance. Sure. There might have been a thought even that this is different. But I never chose to look at it as different. My very, one of my first concerts in the UK to a Western audience, um, they are more familiar with the sitar, thanks to Panditji and his great, great service Absolutely. of, of uh, Indian classical music through the medium of sitar. So they had not seen a veena before. They always thought it was a sitar. Wow. Um, but now I get asked a lot, is that a sitar? Uh, luckily, in Minneapolis airport, they've seen me go up and down with it so much. <laughs> now they say, nah. <laughs> they don't say it's a sitar. But I went for the first kacheri that I played in England uh, to a Western audience. And um, I played the first piece and there was no applause. Okay. And to me, that was, oh, did I do badly? Then yeah. the second piece, then there was, there was no applause. So they don't... <laughs> Then I realized, they haven't realized that I have finished playing. Right. Panditji had this story and I have read this story and I've heard it narrated by people close to him. Correct. He went to one of the greatest venues to perform and he was tuning and he got ready and suddenly there was huge applause. And then he said, if you like my tuning so much, I'm <laughs> now excited to see what you're going to do. The concert. So they didn't know that 
you know, yeah. when you don't know where you should clap. And if you think about the classical Western concept, it's pin drop silence. Completely. Many Completely. pieces have movements and you don't clap till all five movements are done. Completed, correct. correct. So it took me a while to understand that that is not the form of expression they're used to. Yes. yes. So I started getting used to it and I actually would announce this piece is now complete. And, and then, then they would applaud. Oh, wow. Uh, and I'm going on to the next piece. And this is what I'm going to play. I learned how to introduce pieces. Um, I learned how to speak about the poetry. Because if you don't hear the poetry in the music, the music will not be heard by the audience. This is a truth sure. that I have discovered in my journey. You have to appreciate the poetry and the compositional beauty and the lyrical values that the composers have created for us. Then we can try to make an attempt at presenting and then the audience may, if you're wow. really good, catch you on your journey. And that's the dream of every artist yeah. is to bring the audience with us on this journey. It's no longer a concert if um, only you are enjoying the music right. or you are kind of connecting with it. If the audience is not going anywhere with you, then it's a futile effort. So that takes a while to understand. So I had to learn these things that it's different in each culture. When I went to yes. Turkey to perform, Correct. Um, I finished the first piece and there was thunderous applause. This was an international festival. I was the only artist from India. So people each day was a different country. Okay. So it was a it was the festival celebrating the well-known great spiritual poetry of Rumi. You know, it was oh, a festival on wow. his wow. and I'm a big there again you see they approached me out of the blue. I okay. don't know the organizers. Um, out of the blue, they uh, asked me to perform in this festival. And I thought to myself, the only connection I have with this festival is I love Rumi's work. Yeah. And this is a, you know, this is a festival in honor of Rumi. There's the universe telling me I'm doing the right thing. You know, when my team came from India, all the artists accompanied me came from India. In fact, one of them asked, have you signed a contract? This is the first time a Carnatic musician is going to Turkey. The only other artists who had performed were Pandit Hariprasad Chaurasya ji oh. and Pandit Shivkumar Sharma ji in that festival in the previous years. Yeah. So there was no Carnatic musician who had ever performed. This was the first concert in 50 years of Carnatic music. Wow. And so they asked me, have you signed a contract? I, I was so naive. I didn't even ask for a contract. I just felt I trusted these people. Opportunity. Yeah. I cannot tell you. It was one of the best experiences. Nice. And not only did we perform in um, the main festival, in Konya, which is the birthplace and resting place of Rumi. Mm -hmm. But we were asked to perform in Karaman, which is a different city, mm -hmm. uh, because they just loved the concept of Veena and they had heard a little bit of the Veena oh, and the Nurdangam. And there were life-size pictures of us as we entered <laughs> Karaman. I was embarrassed. I said, oh my God, they haven't heard this music before. I hope we're not going to you know, get uh, create a bad impression of Carnatic music and get thrown out for a bad performance. And this is exactly what happened in Karaman. Our performance in Karaman was before Konya. So the big festival was the second performance. Right. And the governor of the state had come and it, all, oh, the, very all the big names, it was a huge deal. And I started with Vatapi Ganapatim Bajehem. Okay. And there was thunderous applause, but mm. the applause made me feel like they're booing us, you know. Oh, okay. And there were this, you know, there were all kinds of, you know, when we went to college culturals, when we were Yes, young, when you wanted somebody to get off, you would. When you wanted somebody out, you would clap. <laughs> yes, and I yes. almost felt that was the clapping they were doing. And I don't, you know, I learned Turkish to speak to the audience, to introduce the pieces, but I didn't know any Turkish. I didn't understand. So I called the gentleman, the interpreter who they had assigned to us. It was a government event, right? So we had all of that. Sure. Uh, it, was, it was sponsored by the Department of Culture of 
Turkey, it, that festival. So this, uh, I called him and said, should I stop now? What is it? They said, no, they love you. They want you to keep going. This is how this culture appreciates. They clap on every surface that you see. So it's like, what, 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 it's like that, you know, and the oh, only okay. time I saw that in the past was in the culturals. Right. So I thought I was getting booed out. We were okay. looking at each other, all the artists and I, okay, okay, okay. but then we realized they really loved what we were giving them. And that is the Carnatic <laughs> music. So again, I felt so fortunate, so fortunate to be able to speak to the people of Karaman and Konya and the people of Turkey. We had a lecture at the University of Istanbul after all this was done. And it was just such loving people wherever I've been in the world, particularly to new cultures that have not seen Carnatic music before or the Veena before, I have been blessed. So nice. never have I felt, why am I here? Very nice. <sighs> wow, I, you know, I have some questions, but Somewhere you spoke about Carnatic energy and your collaboration. Yeah. Tell Anthony us. Cox, one of my very, very dear friends in the Twin Cities, he's a black artist. He plays uh, bass and he plays double bass and the bowed bass and just an incredible wow. human being wow. and phenomenal musician. Uh -huh. I had the pleasure of meeting Anthony at a performance we did at the Minnesota uh, Minneapolis Institute of the Arts, which is a very big uh, museum here. Okay. And Anthony played and I played uh, along with my very dear friend, longtime collaborator, tabla artist, Marcus Weiss, who's an American man who went to Ustad Daimali Kadri uh, in Jaipur oh. and studied tabla for 30 years. My. Um, so yes. Marcus is a dedicated tabla artist who's my very dear friend also. My children have grown up talking about Anthony and Marcus as Uncle Marcus and Uncle Anthony. And Srini, with oh. uh, one Srini Vasan, who's on my album Song of the Veena, who's a fantastic artist, an IT professional in his other life, but just believes that music is divine and treats it that way. Incredible Murdangam player. And Marcus and I, Anthony and Srini, we formed Carnatic Energy because we loved what each person was doing in their own sphere of activity. Yeah. Anthony is a jazz musician, a new music creator, mm -hmm. and extremely giving, compassionate, and kind. And this is a perfect recipe when you have the masterful yes. musicianship Completely. and the heart that is so large and giving. It just feels like, in fact, there are times in concerts I would feel, am I playing too much? Am I singing too much? <laughs> I should be backing off. And I would tell Anthony, Anthony, when, tell me when to stop. He says, oh, no, he's got this big laugh. Uh, and it says, oh, no, 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 don't stop. Just keep going. Feel, you stop when you feel like you have to. Now, let me tell you, Amazing. that is a very rare quality in a yeah. very famous musician. Amazing. Not, but that only comes from the security Correct. that one has of one's own self. Absolutely. You can provide space for everybody on stage only when you're secure in your own world that I'm fine. I'm, I'm enjoying this experience of listening to another person. And I think that's a very important aspect of collaboration that we respect each and every person on stage and we respect the culture from which they are bringing their heritage on stage too. We respect their mastery, their work and their ethics. And when all this come together, then you have a band like Carnatic Energy. 2001, I formed Carnatic Energy. Oh my goodness. So long back. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we will celebrate our 20th anniversary next year. Wow. <laughs> That's oh, big. I, I didn't realize myself. You should do something. Wow. Yes, I think we should. Thank you. Yeah. And Anthony uh, has played in Maitri as well, because like I said, Maitri has been the summary of 
right. my experiences in collaboration um, and all my friends with whom I enjoy. I have a band with another wonderful Chinese pipa player and Michelle Kinney, the cellist, with Gao Hong. She's a master artist, Chinese artist. Um, and I have created a lot of work with her. I have worked with dance companies in the Twin Cities. I have worked with theater companies. I have worked with um, different genres. I used to work more with dance, but then it became a little bit of a time issue with my own personal concerts and travel. So I couldn't continue that. I would sing with dancers. I would write uh, compositions for them. I uh, worked with Odyssey dancers, Kathak dancers, Rita Mustafi, Ananya Chatterjee, nice. Rani Ramaswamy, nice. um, and Pangea World Theater on several different collaborations, partitions. We actually create, they created a play about the partition of India and Pakistan. And um, that was a project I was involved with. With Ananya Chatterjee, it was a deeply intense personal experience of a woman um, called The Wives uh, Letter, which was actually a suicide note that a woman wrote mm -hmm. before she died. And this was published in a Delhi publication called uh, Manushi, which is a Hindi yeah. publication. Right. And um, thanks to a little bit of exposure to Hindustani music, I was able to create for that project of uh, Professor Ananya Chatterjee with uh, Katha Dance Theatre, I had the privilege of playing with some of the best Hindustani musicians, but uh, Mavina and I were part of these excellent stories from Bengal, which talk about different aspects. And in fact, I'm looking forward to my next collaboration about rivers with Katha Dance Theatre that's coming up, uh, not in the too distant future. With the COVID world, we don't know where some of these. Yeah. And my dream project of Hanuman, the opera, which uh, oh. was supposed to happen in 2022, bringing in different forms of art, um, of, I haven't still nailed all the ideas I have, but I would like to bring theater, dance and music together on one stage and create the story of Hanuman, who's been Brilliant. my hero, Absolutely. my hero for uh, forever, for <laughs> friendship, for bravery, for courage, for loyalty, Everything. for all those characteristics that I find highly uplifting in any person. And Hanuman, if one characteristic there in one person, it's highly uplifting. Hanuman had them all. Um, and he was just the most down-to-earth, humble person you could see. He wear, wore all those things very lightly. So Hanuman, the opera with my daughter, who will be co collaborating with me on this project. We actually did something together earlier this year, which is, again, a um, pretty remarkable milestone in my career, which I never thought will happen. I wrote a project for the University of Wisconsin River Falls. I was commissioned. They commission one composer every year, and I'm proud to say and honored and humbled that in 53 years, I would, I would, I would, was their first Asian Indian composer. Oh, lovely. Uh, this was the first time. And we wrote for um, their various choirs, groups of uh, bands, uh, orchestras, and we created an entire concert. But the main piece mm -hmm. was called Elemental Spirit. And that was an ode to the elements, oh. which is, uh, you know, you know, the five elements yes, of yes, space yes. and Absolutely. air and um, yeah. uh, wind, fire yeah. and water. Yeah. So that was the basic piece. It was a 13 minute collaboration with my daughter and I, and we wrote it in five different ragas. And um, I, I unfortunately could not see the world premiere of it because of the COVID. It happened right at the time when our state went into shutdown and so did Wisconsin. But we were lucky to be able to present it to their faculty and their students on a Zoom session like this, okay. which they organized. And we spoke about the piece. We spoke about different aspects of the piece and the entire concert, which had uh, the full concert was made up of my and my daughter's compositions. Beautiful. So pieces I have created and pieces she has created. Beautiful. And it would have been performed by both um, 
I would have performed with Maitri as a special concert, but yeah. mostly the concert would have featured their own ensembles and their own experts. So that was going to happen in March, but that did, we have completed the commission and uh, you can, you can uh, see more about it on their website, the annual com commissioning program, it's called 53 years. It's the longest program yep. in the history of the U S that such a program has been running. So obviously, you know, these are all things that, um, that keep my creative energies going. Flowing. Always something to be looking forward to. Yes. You're, you're like an ever flowing river, which is fantastic. <laughs> Just keep it up. That's very kind of you. I, I am a crazy person. I'm a crazy musician. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Once in a while, it's okay. Who, who inspires you, Nirmala? If I were to say the whole world, would you think that's a very corny and cheesy answer? Because no. inspiration comes from so many people in my life. Yes. I think of my Tata. My Tata lost his eyesight for most of his life. Or, you know, he lived till 98. I think he lost one eye when he was 40. He lost his hearing also. And when I used to see Tata being diligent about his exercises, his diet, his schedule, listening wow. to music, doing this, wow. then taking care of the family, being involved in all our lives till that age of 98, I cannot imagine. And he lost his wife too when he was 60. So he lived for 38 of his years without his partner. Um, I just look at Tata and I get inspired. I look at my father who came from very humble beginnings. He was the eldest son of my Tata. And treated us as adults, even when we were very young children. I learned that from my father. So inspiring us to be better than what we believe in. Appa would never get angry and, and yell at us or scream at us. I've never heard all that. When I heard friends talking about it in their homes, I was shocked. I said, really? My father never talks to us like that. It was very rare that a person um, in that age, you know, in the 70s and 80s, treated my sister and I with that kind of respect. Uh, which is just so beautiful to see. And yeah. Amma was this yeah. pillar who stood for everything that we believed in and gave us all the wisdom that a mother can only do. And then I think of my uncles and aunts who, who subbed in as parents when my parents lived abroad and I lived with my extended family, traveling with me and my Veena to remote parts of India to perform. I, I, I said, look what they're doing for me. And I got inspired to practice more. I got to do more. I look at my students today. And I get inspired by those little minds asking questions that need me to go back and do more research about this. When that student of mine asked me, how can I relate to Rama and Krishna? Auntie, I really can't yeah. like Tyagaraja did. I had to find a way to figure out how I was relating Absolutely. and explaining it in terms to second generation US raised Indian American children. Yes. Um, when I look at my accompanists, they always inspire me on stage. Really? When I sit with them and I watch them perform, really? they're giving me ideas for the next step. My yes. own children by their, like we discussed this earlier, we are learning so much from our children. Oh yes, absolutely. My parents-in-law, I was very inspired a lot in my, my mother-in-law particularly. She said to me, everybody can be a computer engineer, but everybody cannot be a musician. Nimi, I need you to pursue your music and I will support you in every way I can. And I will ever be grateful to them for that support. My parents supporting, okay, I'm their daughter. They raised yes. me with me. Yes. They want to yes. support me. But my in-laws who didn't know me from Just anybody very, very else, very to support me and come with me to Kacheris, yes. give me space to practice. Right. My mother-in-law would come with a brief period. I was in Chennai. My mother-in-law would come home from her work. She was a, full, a teacher of chemistry. Nice. She would come home from school, 
in time for me to leave my son with her, who was a few months, oh, barely a few months old, so nice. to go and play the All India Radio program, which was a live broadcast at 5 p.m. So she would rush home from school, take charge of Neeraj, so I could go play. My friends who support me today, when I'm on tour, they bring boxes of food for the family. <laughs> they ask, call Raj and ask, what is it that we can, we can help you with? I mean, it takes a village to make an artist. True. My, my True. small little fledgling organization, Nadarasa Center for Music, which I began in September of last year, mm -hmm. is not even a year old and strongly believes in its board of directors, Padma and Vidya and Srini and the two elders, Leela and Pratap, who are our board mm -hmm. chair and vice chair and various roles, secretaries, treasurers. All I do is suggest to them, can we do this? Can we help these people out? When Minneapolis was really having a hard time with all the grocery stores being burnt, right. nothing being available, I'll, I asked them, can we make a donation? Can we go deliver groceries to the families that are suffering? All they did was absolutely yes. I didn't have to go through a big long process of should we, shouldn't we? They stand behind me so much, which inspires me to move forward. You know. I can't thank people enough for what they inspired me. So yes. if I said the world, it's really true. And the Rasikas, the audiences that write to me after watching a program or nowadays so much is on online, Correct. they talk about performances, they talk about pieces, which inspires me to work, want to work more, learn more and present better the next time around. So this whole world and the universe is blessing me, supporting me, me inspiring me. You are Eureka moment. You must know, be, must be many, but at least one. There are many. Yeah, I'm sure. There is one that comes to mind. Yes. That I really love what I do. And I love the Veena. I love Carnatic music. That moment came to me when I was about 10 or 11. We had moved to Bangalore at that time. Maybe mm -hmm. I was close to 12. And my parents, uh, it was a new city. We were getting used to uh, right. you know, our homes and everything. And they were looking for a teacher. I was with Srimati Kamala Ashwatthama, the great Veena Gayatri's great mother. Um, who lives in Hyderabad now. She was my guru in Chennai. But when we moved to Bangalore, my parents didn't know where they should take me or who they should take me to. Okay. So at that time, we had um, LPs at home of Vidwan Balachandar and yeah. Vidwan Chittigabu, Vidwan Imani Shankar Shastri, all of them. I would learn my music by listening to them, but I would only learn by just listening and figuring it out. But one day, I, saw, I thought to myself, it was about... April or something, we had just moved to Bangalore. Mm -hmm. I said, why don't I just try learning this just exactly word by word? So I asked my parents, I want to learn this song from, I still remember the song. It's Mohanakara Muttukumara in the very rare ragam called Neeti Mati, one of the Melakarta ragas of Carnatic music. I asked my parents, can you find the words for this song? And we didn't have the internet and all of that in right. those days. So right. they had to go approach somebody in Chennai and ask. Yeah. They got me the words, then I started listening to this LP. And I'm sure I must have broken that needle of my father, bringing it back and forward, back and forward. I listened to that song for five hours on one day. And that day I realized I can try and copy this great man with one Balachandar, whose album it was. I can never be him. That's the reality because he is Balachandar and he's Mount Everest. I might be at the very smallest hill available, but I really like this voyage of discovery. I really like this process of discovering myself, my strengths, my weaknesses, mostly my weaknesses because I didn't have many strengths, still don't. But I could at least live this life and I would love to do this all my life. That was the moment I think that I could sit for five hours with the same song, not think 
for a minute i was tired needed to go to the bathroom needed water um, this was boring none of that and i probably was happening long before that but that day it really sealed it for me that this is what i really want to do with my life brilliant this is really nice your message to the aspirants out there i wonder if um, when you say aspirants are you thinking about musicians yeah uh, so, so there are w- different types of aspirants somebody who wants to become a nirmala rajshekar somebody who wants to do a maitri somebody who wants to collaborate on carnatic energy somebody who just okay. wants to do some work for the elders out there but generally in, in the field of music if there are aspirants you know i i think the first thing is to believe in yourself okay and don't be afraid to work hard hard work is your own your sadhana your practice is your own nobody can take that away from you okay stay healthy very very important Absolutely. take care of your health um find exercises to do that will keep you flexible and limber if you're a musician <laughs> do it because it makes you happy don't do it because somebody else told you to do it do it for yourself be selfish it's okay this is one time in life when you can afford to be selfish relentlessly pursue your goal i'm just talking from personal experience now yeah, yeah absolutely the things i do um find something that always motivates you also find something where you can take a break you know you can't be a energizer bunny 24/7 even the energizer bunny needs a recharge okay. so find time for that above all know that the universe will support you if you are strong in your faith and passion and beliefs the universe will come to you and everybody will have their time in the sun don't lose hope and uh, be better than nirmala rajshekar definitely you can do that <laughs> i always tell my students i don't have a halo next to my hat i know my behind my head i don't have wings like an angel if i can play this piece of music you can play 10 times more you're much younger you have all your life if you can play this now 10 years from now you better be better than this so it's the truth isn't it aspire to be more than you can be and uh, wow. keep keep smiling mostly but that doesn't mean you can't be sad that doesn't mean yes. you can't yes grieve that doesn't mean you can't take time for yourself yes um but the belief in yourself and not being prepared to work um, you know any less than the yeah i think that's hardest best that's the probably the most important thing in my book and do take care of yourselves there is a place for each one of us in this world that's why god put us here true is there something and love yourself how sorry you said love 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 is the one power that makes the world go around and i'm not being cheesy or corny here no we need lots it of is, it it is we need lot of it we need to say it to our people <laughs> in our lives sometimes we forget to tell the most important people that we care for them so uh, i'm so i was saying something uh, i'm so, so glad you say this a little, little while earlier today i was chatting with a, a renowned musician again and, and and i was chatting with him and we generally having a casual chat and you know we spoke and i, I told him that this person is really good and he said yeah yeah thank you i'll introduce you to that person so and then I, i got connected and then he started speaking and then and and simultaneously both of us on obviously on chat actually typed love and we sent it across and it came to both of us and so you know so what you're saying resonates so much that there is you know i always say this 
there is a lot of good people still out there there is a lot of love that still needs to go around and has been going around and i think that's what we need to keep alive live love and hope you yeah, know there are two sides absolutely. of the same coin absolutely yeah. keep hoping there is it's going to happen and and love the most strong force you know um, that brings us all together this is a risky question for you but is there still something you would like to achieve i'm sorry oh, i should i shouldn't be asking you this but i'm sorry no no what do you mean venkatji the you're tempting to ask you i said i'm just starting out somebody who no 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 somebody who's done so much no i'm just discovering that i love this thing and i wish i was only 10 years old you know i wish i was not 50 plus <laughs> so no, but i have you, more years to do this if you are sitting with a cup of coffee staring yeah. out into the field and 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 looking at a tree and there's green grass all around and um and if nirmala ji was sitting and saying lovely sunrise and would something cross your mind that you would say yes this is something i would like to achieve and don't worry i will not be, the, the audience and me will not take it in the wrong sense we know you oh, no, no. we I'm, know you're very very humble we know that so no it's not about <laughs> humble you've seen me this please is who think. i am and, yeah uh, yeah so tell us please i i want to learn more i want to learn more compositions i wish i could i wish i could live in the time of dikshitar and tyagarajar i wish i could uh, have my gurus more with me they've all gone away to the different world um and um, i want to learn my instrument more i wish i could truly be a master of the veena there is so much more to learn i have you, to master you, you that still, so you still say want... this you still say this what do you mean of course there is so much wow there is so much to learn there is so much to learn i think of the great mandolin shrinivas an artist i have seen in my time brilliant i have watched him i too. have heard he used brilliant. to practice 10 hours a day even on tour brilliant i have to honestly tell you i don't do 10 hours of day uh, of practice a day i don't but I, i and i would like to have that knowledge all of that knowledge one day i should wake up knowing every kriti that was ever written every raga that was that was ever created wow. and be able to play and sing all of that but above all i just want to have my years and my listening work for me right till the very end nice you know i want to be able to listen even if i can't sing even if i can't play i want to be able to hear music i want to be able to appreciate that beautiful world of music right till the very end and yes i would like to play till the very last moment i would like to play that is something i would like to sing i would like to have the faculties to play for which i pray that i uh, get that blessing from god that i can keep playing and there's so much to do miles to go before i sleep that used yeah. to be a favorite poem of mine yes. still continues to be absolutely woods are lovely dark and deep and yes. many many miles to go before i sleep he was one of my favorite uh, poets right from childhood robert robert frost, frost wasn't it yeah yes. yes 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 if you were not in music <laughs> where or what would you be this is a tough you one know, <laughs> that is a fun question and yeah. i Yeah. I wonder what I would be doing. I think I might be writing because I love to write. Uh, okay. Literature. Yeah, I like to write. Okay. Maybe I would be writing, but I would I think be in some front public facing kind of thing. Even if I wrote, I would be wanting to read poetry to audiences. I might have wanted to act. I think I loved theater. Maybe oh, dance. Oh, really? Okay. I I did want to learn dancing as a child, but my tata said, "Well, you know, do music. I think you you can be good at it." So there we go. I went to music. Wow. Wow. Um writing maybe IT because I did truly love working with computers I um don't work with them at all to the point that my kids ask me were you ever a computer engineer <laughs> I've gone so far away from it <laughs> but uh, I truly truly believe that um 
those would have been front facing, public facing. I love being with people. I love my community. So I think that can is I, where I would have been. Can I tell you something? Sure. And, and I'm glad you didn't take any of them. The world would have lost a great musician. Oh, True. thank you. I'm thank so you. glad you didn't. And so thank you. That's very kind. Here again, and I'm glad the universe decided and <laughs> and it, it it you know came together to make this happen. Truly. Thank you. Truly. Before we jump into the last part of this episode, which is the rapid fire, let's listen to a piece Jayati Jayati played by Nirmala Raj Shekhar herself once again on the Veena. Can we do a, a quick rapid fire with you, if, if you don't mind? Sure, yeah. sure, right. sure. So, so I'm going to ask you, and then you can say what it what it means to you. So, my three is the music of friendship. Oh, nice. Vina nice. <laughs> is a divine goddess that I'm privileged to play. Wow, you know, we would feel that way when we would see watch these greats play. Actually, when you are growing up, because I still believe Vina is probably one of the Maybe the only instrument, uh, I'm not qualified to say that, but that actually sounds very beautiful to the ears. Yeah. You know, I'm the, biased here. Some, yeah, I know, I know you are, but I'm saying as a listener, I feel that that sounds so beautiful that, you know, I don't know, it's something about. Uh, I, I truly, truly believe that. <laughs> yeah, truly, I guess. 
I guess Saraswati really God is God is just yes. truly yes. truly yeah. yes. Yeah. Music is life. Interesting. A raga is human emotion. Uh huh. And finally, Nirmala Rajeshwar. A music mad student for life. That's very happy to be speaking with you today and sharing. And thank you all for listening. Very nice. This it's been so wonderful. You know, you. Uh, what can I say, Nirmala? I, I had more questions, but uh, you kind of answered. You went through so much of it. Uh, you you've actually been the. I've got um, washed away in, in your river of passion. your energy your love for the for for your art your humility i i, I made some notes i made a lot of notes um and I, i'll write it up but um it's really nice to see and you know i was i was thinking here every time you answer something and i'm saying what are the qualities of a what are the qualities of a, or the you know of a, of a great musician or of a of a hallmark of a of a great musician and i'm saying here i take this and i take this and i take this and truly and i and i'm really hoping and praying um, and i know you won't change but you continue to remain the way you are uh, till one day you decide to move into a different world but you continue to remain the way you are uh, uh, you're gifted stay the way you are your family is lucky you are lucky as well uh, but uh, but continue giving back to the society uh, nirmala you've done a lot of work i know uh, this podcast cannot cover any percentage of it but please do sharing your work with everybody and and i hope to do the same with mine but thank you very much for coming on the show and uh, any last words you want to say uh, and also tell us how you want people to uh, um, you know get on to uh, the uh, param paramparyam uh, website and all of that so and we'll close with that so yeah. over to you thank you i just wanted to thank you for inviting me and giving me an opportunity to make another friend now in dubai thank you so very much this is a pleasure welcome. to talk to you thank you this is just such an absolute pleasure to talk to you and thank you for letting me ramble and explore um <laughs> life as i have seen it and this like so many things that happen to all our lives and mine is not that much of an interesting life it's just a life of an average person that has that has gone to different cities and lived there but every single person's life becomes interesting when we when we think back so i don't think i had anything extraordinary going growing up or anything like that but when i look back with through the lens of your questions i'm able to see that i've been very very privileged and it continues um that privilege continues and that blessing continues and i need all your good wishes to continue on with this journey and keep playing and keep singing keep advocating um in my new role as the uh, co-chair of the acf uh, organization uh, the american composers forum there are a few things that have um really excited me such as the new direction of this organization one of the country's greatest organizations in the us for creative creative musicians and uh, composers and such um i'm just excited to be part of so many new initiatives but above everything i wish everyone a very very healthy rest of the year please do take care of yourselves we are living through something that we don't see very often probably yeah. once in 100 yeah. years or so yes. so please do take care of yourselves and we will come out of this stronger healthier and with a lot of love for each other namaste and thank you thank you thank you very much uh, namaste thank you so my dear friends that was nirmala rajshekar a wonderful and scintillating conversation over two episodes if you have missed the first one please go back and look it up it was released last week 
keep continuing to have fun and stay safe thank you